Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Uh, we are moving in an unusual age, uh, a time where our normal habits and our routines have had to be changed and we're learning to cope and to manage with the world we're finding ourselves in. Um, I want to encourage us to please to pray for our National Health Service, our medics. And we had that moment in the week where we clapped and applauded people on our streets. But I had a message this week from a member of our church who uh, works in our local hospital, just saying there's so much fear and anxiety and uncertainty around. And we want to be praying for our medics, praying for those who are working on that front line, praying that they carry that God's perfect love that casts out all fear. Let's make sure we do that and continue to do that as the weeks go by. I want to spend a few moments this morning talking to you about the fight for our attention. There is a fight for our attention. We're living in a busy world, an uncertain world, and everything is trying to pull at us. I'll explain more in just a moment, but first of all, I'll just read to you from Luke chapter 8. Luke chapter 8 says these words. It's telling the story when a man named Jairus comes to Jesus. And he says, Jesus, come quickly, come quickly. And my daughter is unwell. She's 12 years old. And I really need you to come and to, uh, to heal her. And uh, in verse uh, 43, as Jesus went with him, it says these words. He was surrounded by the crowds. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding and she could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robe immediately. The bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. Everyone denied it. And Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is pressing up against you. But Jesus said, someone deliberately touched me. For I felt healing power go out from me. When the woman realised that she could not stay hidden, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and she'd been immediately healed. Daughter, Jesus said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. The crowds were pressing in on Jesus. Life could be pressing in on you and I. There is a fight for our attention. In 2007, Steve Jobs invented the iPhone and it was what's going to launch what's now known as the attention economy. The attention economy is more valuable as a commodity than real estate or minerals. It's all about your attention and it has huge amounts of value. You have the biggest, most profitable companies. You have Google, you have Netflix, you have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and they are all fighting for your attention, competing with one another because they know your attention equals profit. They use these apps which are free and if something's free, you're not the customer. And they make money from you by selling your attention to the advertisers and this is worth billions and billions. And they're competing so fiercely, they have to do everything they can to get hold of your attention more than anyone else. They employ behavioural psychologists. They employ programmers, not to program the apps, but to help program the way you think. They understand your habits because they want to capture your attention. And it's, it's not because they're evil. They're just trying to make money for their shareholders. And they'll do anything they can to achieve this, even if it causes potentially long-term damage. Linda Stone, who was a senior executive for a number of years, some of these high-tech companies, coined the phrase continuous partial attention. The idea is to describe this modern predicament of being constantly attuned to everything without fully 
concentrating on anything. Continuous partial attention is the new normal. And because they know how the, your brain works, they're able to exploit these vulnerabilities and it's like having a back door into your head to fully get hold of your attention through these different ways. Where you're busy trying to do two things at once, you're getting pulled in different directions. Your smartphone is basically a dopamine delivery system. A dopamine is this chemical in the brain that kind of goes, wow, that felt amazing. And every time you look at your phone and you check your phone and you get a like or something, you go, wow, I, get, I feel loved, I feel cared for. And this happens, most of their reckon on average, are looking at their phone every 15 minutes or so per day. And as I've just said that, some of you are just checking your phone to make sure there's nothing that's happened in the last few minutes. Every time you check your phone, it's like pulling a lever, an instant feedback. You know, you get notification, you get a like, you get an email, a text. Uh, then you get like, wow, amazing. I feel good. You get an instant reward. It keeps coming back over and over again. It grabs more and more of your attention. There's nothing wrong with phones and smartphones and devices, but it's what it's doing to our attention, how it's taking hold of it. Or then you have the notifications, you know, those angry red dots that kind of shout at you from your screen. Uh, come and come and get find out what's going on, find out why I'm here. I mean, the, the colour's deliberate, you know, if it was blue or it was green, it wouldn't pull us in so much. But that angry kind of red, the psychologists tell the developers that's the right colour to make us want to get rid of them as fast as we possibly can. Another way to get our attention. I mean, you can actually just turn those notifications off. And I once did that. I just turned all my notifications off. I thought I was being really clear. I got so fed up with my phone. I turned all the notifications off and I, I missed text messages. I missed phone calls. I missed meetings. I, I thought maybe I should turn some of them on. They are useful, uh, but just in the right level of activity. You don't always need to have these things turned on all the time. How much are you controlling what you give your attention to? How much are you take responsibility that which you focus on? We're surrounded by this attention economy that I've just mentioned, but we are heavenly beings. And our attention is designed to be on the one who made us, God himself. Maybe you're at home with a pile of books you want to read, a list of podcasts you'll listen to, a Netflix watch list you're slowly getting your way through, uh, Amazon wishes are things you want to buy when the time comes. Yet the earth is not our home. And we seem to want to make ourselves as comfortable here as we possibly can do. What is my attention focused on? What is your attention focused on? Our attention is a sign of what we worship. Let me say that again. Our attention is a sign of what we worship. If we give all of our attention to our mobile phones and our smartphones, then that becomes the very thing we're worshipping. If we give our attention to other things, and maybe it's just the 24 News app, that's what we're worshipping. But Jesus gives us a very different model. Jesus was always present. He never ran anywhere. He was never distracted. When we go back to that story of Jairus' daughter, and Jairus is there, come on, Jesus, I need you to come. I'm desperate for you. He's pulling Jesus along. The crowd are pushing in, and Jesus is aware of this lady, it touches the hem of his cloak. When Lazarus is ill, his friend Lazarus is ill, Jesus is in no hurry to go and find out what goes on. He's like, I know, I've got things I need to do, I'll get there eventually. In our busy world with so much clamouring for our attention, are we aware of what the Spirit of God is saying to us? Or are we just being pressed up by the crowd and we're just too busy to think about what we should be doing? 
Right now in this present season, we have an opportunity to reset our lives in this enforced, elongated Sabbath, this change of routine. Like a computer gets reset when it's turned off and turned back on again, we can choose to reset ourselves. We can reset our attention. We talk at Freedom Church about leading people in the pursuit of Jesus. Well, the Jesus way is different ways to the rest of the world. We want to see lives transformed, communities transformed. And that's when we point to people, to Jesus and working his way. The Jesus way is different to the world's way. It is a different rhythm. When we are busy, when we fill our lives with activity, we are hiding from an internal reality that we need rest, not just more stuff. We have a soul and our soul is seeking attention. Are you listening to your soul or are you so busy being distracted by the 24 hour news reports, which is simply lists of problems that you are unable to fix? It's not good for us, not healthy. And yet we keep on giving it our attention. Our soul requires attention, which comes through stillness. But to discover our soul, we need to give our attention and be quiet and be still. Parker Palmer says these words, the soul is like a wild animal. It's tough, resilient, savvy, self-sufficient, and yet exceedingly shy. If we want to see a wild animal, the last thing we should do is go crashing through the woods, shouting for the creature to come out. In the same way, if we want to spend time understanding how is our soul, we need quiet and stillness to be able to watch what's going on. The Apostle Paul writes these words in Thessalonians 4 and he says, make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. There's a challenge there for many of us, making it our ambition ambition to lead a quiet life. I want to ask you today, what are you giving your attention? What are you giving your attention to? Because what you're giving your attention to is who you are becoming. And young people listening to this, you know, I want you to make sure you're taking note you know, who are, who are your influencers? Who are the people you watch and listen to on your YouTube channels, on the Instagram pages? Who are the people you're giving your attention to? Who is it that you are becoming? What is the trajectory you are on based on the time you're giving to certain aspects of things you get to see at this moment? The time we have is the time of life that we're living and our attention is the doorway to our heart. What you give your attention to, you open your heart to. Brother Lawrence talks about practicing the presence of God. It takes practice to be aware of his spirit, to be aware of the health of our soul within us. How is my soul? I personally be so busy planning church, leading church, writing books about church, uh, writing articles online about church, about Christian faith, that I can sometimes forget to stop and go, actually, how is my soul? How am I doing? How is my internal spiritual person? to give Jesus our full attention, to allow our soul to simply be. Walter Brueggemann says these words, multitasking is the drive to more than we are, to control more than we do, to extend our power and effectiveness. Such practice yields a divided self with full attention given to nothing. We've got to be careful what we do with our multitasking. Are we giving our attention to nothing. Or John Ertberg, who's well-known writer and speaker, says these words, at this point in my life, I am just trying not to miss the goodness of each day and bring my best self to it. Or the master C.S. Lewis himself, 
who wrote, being present is when time touches eternity. When you are present, time is touching eternity. I know for some of you, I've heard the stories online of people struggling being at home at this moment with family and they're cooped up and get a little bit kind of cabin fever. Um, but this is a moment where you can be present with your family and enjoy being with them. Life is not out there in the next dopamine hit or social media post. It is in the present. It is in the now. Being fully present is being fully aware of God's present. Who are you giving your attention to? Jesus said these words, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I'm humble and gentle at heart and you'll find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. I want to challenge you today in this fight for our attention to walk the Jesus way, to give him your full attention and use this present season we are in to reset and rediscover your soul. God bless you, all of you, at this time. Let me just pray for us and I'll hand back to the band for a final song. Lord God, I thank you for all you have done in our lives and are doing in our lives. Thank you that we are a work in process. Lord, I pray this morning that you enable each one of us to really connect once again with your soul and your spirit. May we give you our full attention at this time. We pray in your name, Lord God. Amen. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.